Our, our uh, wonderful praise team does a fantastic job every every Sunday, and I'm we're so blessed to have them. And but uh, this Sunday we have we welcome two uh, two uh, new members, and uh, they're going to be joining the church shortly as well. Liz and Richard, we are so glad to have Richard. Right, uh, my mind just went blank as soon as I said that. We are so glad to have y'all here. Welcome to First Methodist Church, and did a beautiful job this morning. Welcome, glad to have you here. Uh, we have been on a journey uh, since uh, before, uh, while I was out, uh, we started a journey uh, of uh, uh, starting to explore God's story from, uh, from Genesis to Revelations. And uh, I've, I've, have you enjoyed it? Have you had a good time you know, going back through the Bible, starting with Genesis and going kind of chapter by chapter? I've, I've had just a great time and I've had a lot of great responses from it. And I hope you keep true to it. And, and there's, there's this story, which is uh, uh, Max Lucado and Randy Frazee has, has taken the Bible and written it in chronological order and took in some liberties, but they've done a fantastic job of a uh, 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 fairly simple reading of the Bible and, and wonderful to understand. And uh, uh, we've been following, we're on chapter 12 this week. Uh, I want to invite you to, if you haven't gotten a book, contact the church office and we can get you in touch with one or you can find them on Amazon. But uh, we're going to, uh, starting next week, we're going to take just a brief break uh, from this. For six weeks, uh, we're going to celebrate Advent starting next week, which is preparation for Christmas. And then the first Sunday of the new year, uh, we'll, we'll uh, be celebrating uh, the new year of 2022. Uh, hard to imagine, that's right around the corner. Uh, but then, and then the second week, we're going to resume back with chapter 13 and resume back with the story. But So this is a, a great, and I just want to let you know, uh, what an important lesson to be learned. Uh, what, what a great... Uh, to study God's Word, uh, I, I, I think it's vital for us to do this, especially coming, uh, coming out of COVID. We're not out of COVID yet, but coming out of COVID, I think it's important for us to, to go back to basics and study God's Word. I think it's important uh, primarily for two reasons. Number one, God's story isn't finished yet. When God uh, finished putting together the Bible and, and decided Revelation was going to be the last one, uh, that, uh, the book in the Bible, God wasn't finished with his story then. God didn't just say, that's the it, that's, that's all I want to share, that's, that's my full revelation to, to mankind. No, God's story continues. The second thing is, is that you have a role to play in God's story. You are a part of God's story. If you are a you, and all of you are yous, right? If you're a you, then you're a part of, you're a character in God's story. You know what characters are in stories, right? Well, you're a character in God's story. And he chose not to end it, but continue his story. And now you are a part of that story. To live out his story through us. That's, that's a powerful way of thinking about it. See, my prayer for you is that you find your place in God's story. Because you're a part of it. And I, find, I pray that you find your place in it. Now, in case you're new to the Bible, or you, maybe you've missed a, a couple of weeks of, of, of the lesson, um, God's been telling us his story through the nation of Israel. 
Um, they, they, to this point, they're, they're a loose confederation of tribes, but, but something very significant is beginning to take place. The, the nation is now actually coming together as one. Their, their first king wasn't exactly what they had hoped for, and he was not very good. But their second king, now that's a whole different story, the whole new lesson with the second king. The second king was, is one of my favorite characters in, God's, in, in the Bible. Uh, he, he's a poet, he's a musician, he's, he's, a, he's a warrior, he's a great leader, he, he plays the harp, and, and he's a giant slayer, uh, and he, he was said to be a man after God's own heart. Second king of Israel is David. David, King David. King David had done something uh, no other person had ever done before. He, 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 he brought the, the country really together. He expanded the, the size of the, of the nation of Israel. He, he brought great wealth to Israel, and, and he, he conquered Jerusalem, and then he, he established that as their, as, their, as their capital, as their home, and he, he brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. Boy, he was riding high. He... he he was king of the hill. Uh, if you've ever been to Jerusalem, you know what I mean. He's, Jerusalem literally sits on a hill, a slopey hill. He was the king of the hill. He had everything going. But, but uh, you know, you've heard that saying, what, most, what goes up must come. You heard that? I'm not going to go quite there yet. Don't, don't go ahead of me yet. Uh, David was riding high. He was up high. And... Uh, and uh, and if you look at, if you have your Bible or if you have your app, I invite you to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 11. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 11. It's also uh, found in your storybook, in your book. And it's actually, I'm going to kind of recap on chapter 11. It's on one, page 159. If you brought your, your storybook, it's 159. And it says this. I declare to you, this is God speaking to David. This is important stuff. Now listen. I declare to you, David, that the Lord will build a house for you. When your days are over and you go to be with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. I will never take my love away from him. As I, looked, as I took it away from your predecessor, I will set him over my house and my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. His throne will be established forever. That's powerful. That's powerful. Now, now sometimes we refer to this as the Davidic covenant, uh, just as, as uh, God has uh, fulfilled his promise and made a covenant to, to Abraham many, many years earlier. God makes another promise. God makes another covenant. This time he makes it to David. Uh, he, he makes a covenant that, that a Messiah would come and, be, and establish a kingdom that will be forever and be God's kingdom. See, you know, David is riding high. I mean, it's, it's, it's bigger than, you know, that saying, the bigger they fall, the, heart, or the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Well, well after all, uh, like a single stone took down the giant. Uh, David also witnessed that Saul, who, whose pride uh, took him down as the first king. And David now was riding high, and, 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 and these, he knows that he has a new covenant with God. Well, 
uh, what goes up must come, but let's wait. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we love you. We thank you for this day and this time. We thank you that some 3,000 years, Lord, uh, years ago, you uh, put this beautiful plan in motion. And you sought to teach your children the lesson that you wish to teach us. We see the characters take place. We see David and, Lord, so many others. Lord, allow us to recognize our place in your story. Holy Spirit, come. Use me. Speak through me. Your message. Powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Amen. All right. We know, that, we know so many great things about David, of all David. He was a man after God's own heart. He was a giant slayer. He was just a fantastic, fantastic king up to this point. But now we begin to, to un- uncover that uh, uh, more of David. And if you look, if you have your Bible, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 11. Or if you have your storybook, I invite you to turn to page 161, uh, chapter 12. Uh, and this is when we start learning a little bit more about David. So it's in your Bible, it's 2 Samuel uh, chapter 11. And in the storybook, it's page 12. Same words the Bible put in here. So it says this. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war. All right, stop there. Springtime, noon is ready. It's ready for the king. When kings go off to war, it, the winter's over, the cold weather, it's time to go start your battle. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Amorites and, and uh, besieged Rabban. But David remained in Jerusalem. Wait a second. It was springtime, and what happens in spring? Kings go off to war, right? But yet, what was David doing? David remains in Jerusalem. So there's something suspicious going on here. Something, something, something smells a little fishy here, right? So one evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of his palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. And David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, and the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her, and she came to him, and he slept with her. And he slept with her. Now, I'm going to stop there for just a second. Now, how many times did David send here? David was doing a lot of sending here. David sent the messenger to go to find out about who this woman. David sent a messenger to... Go get this woman, right? So David's been doing a lot of sinning here. And all of a sudden, if you read that last sentence, uh, all of a sudden this woman, uh, Bathsheba, sent a message to David. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. Dum, dum, dum. And the drama unfolds. Something is a big uh-oh here. David is in trouble. Uh, this is Bathsheba, number one. It's not his wife. Number two, Bathsheba is the granddaughter of, of uh, his most trusted counsel. And number three, 
his, her, her husband, Uriah, is, is one of David's great soldiers. So, uh, uh-oh, right? Uh, David did a big no-no. And I wonder how David felt at this time. He's been a great king. He's done wonderful things, and then now this. He really screwed up. You ever messed up in your life? You ever made a mistake and thought, how in the world am I going to get out of this? How in the world could I have done something so stupid? How could I let my pride get out of the way? How can I let my whatever cause me to do this? There's no way my life can get back in. My life is over. I'm done. I... How can I mess up? Have you ever been there? I've been there. See, it's, 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 it's my feeling that when, uh, when people get to that point, when we get to that point, when we realize that we've sinned, we messed up, we made a mistake, we screwed it up, at that moment, we, there's usually two options for us. We can either conceal it and lie and hide it, or we can confess it and deal with it. At that very moment, we're at a crossroad. When we realize, boy, we just made a mistake. We usually have two choices. Boy, I'm going to try to lie my way out of this. I'm going to hope nobody ever finds out. I'm going to dump it deep inside of my soul, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. If anybody ever comes forward and, and, can, and, and questions me about it, I'm going to just lie. I can lie. I can reason. I can get my way out of it, and I'm going to conceal it. Or, man, I screwed up. I messed up. God, help me. Help me make it right. And we can go and confess it and, and deal with the consequences. We're usually at crossroads here. Now, uh, I want to take a look at David and the path that David chooses. See, first of all, David chose concealment. David chose to hide it, to lie about, to do everything he could to, to make it go away. After all, he's king. He can make it go away, right? He's a man after God's own heart. He's smart enough to figure out how to get rid of this problem. But David is not done sending. So what David does, he sends for Uriah, the husband. He says, why don't you come on back from, I know you're in war and battle now. Why don't you come on back and why don't you, why don't you come spend some time with your wife? He's hoping that spending time with his wife, uh, it's, it's his kid. It's all over. I can conceal it. I can get out of this. Uriah is a good man, though. He comes home and he feels guilty about leaving his fellow soldiers out uh, on the battlefield. So he refuses to go home. And he sleeps on a mat with his soldiers. Uh-oh, that didn't work. Well, so David tries it again after a little while. You're right, come on back. I'm going to give you some time off. Why don't you go spend some time with your beautiful wife uh, uh, and for a little bit and take some time off the battlefield. He comes back, no, I can't do that. I feel guilty. I need to be with my soldiers, be with my friends. I shouldn't be here anyway. So twice, David's great plans of concealment just, away, just flies away. David's not done sinning yet. David decided to, to, well, okay, and he devises another plan. So he sends a message to, to the leader and says, listen, send Uriah's group up to the front line and then retreat. Send Uriah's up to, to the front line. In a sense, he was saying, uh, 
we need to knock off Uriah. And he has Uriah killed. Now, uh, if you look at uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11, it ends like this. Or if you go to page 162, you can read this. When Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. David thought that he had outsmarted everyone. Everything was great. Even though he wasn't able to conceal it, now he's gone. Now he's going to be the good guy taking care of Uriah's son, right? No, but it, you can hide it from everybody. You can think you're hiding it from yourself, but you can't hide it from God. The thing that David had done displeased God. Now God had grown tired of David sending, and so God decided to do some sending himself. No, God did not send a lightning bolt to hit David. No, it was, it was, uh, uh, he sent his prophet and trusted friend Nathan to go visit with David. Nathan tells David a story about this wealthy man who has, has a bunch of sheep, a large number of sheep. But he decides, the wealthy man decides to take the sheep of a very poor person. Well, David is outraged. This is just not right. This, this, this is unthinkable. How, how could a wealthy man who has lots of sheep take the one sheep of a poor man? And he, David becomes outraged, and he has to have that, that rich man's head uh, uh, put on a silver platter and brought before him. This is despicable. Nathan responds, uh, you're the wealthy man. David, at this point, he was exhausted. For almost a year, he was trying to conceal his sin. Now it is faced before him, and his heart breaks. In, in Psalms 32, David would say, I kept silent, and my bones wasted away. Listen to those words. I kept silent about my sin. I kept silent about what I did, and my bones wasted away. Have you ever, I mean, those are powerful words. You know, your sins, they, they eat you up from inside. Have you ever felt guilt that's just so hard and so heavy on your heart that it eats, eats you away inside? And it destroys your bone and it just, you just wither away because of the guilt and the pain. I kept silent and my bones wasted away. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe, maybe you're carrying something and, and you decided to try to conceal it and, and you feel yourself. You, you do. You waste away inside. Well, I want to invite you this morning. Remember God's promise to David? Remember that Davidic covenant that I mentioned early on? God's promise to David? Now, God doesn't break promises. So God gave David a second chance here. And, and thankfully, David chose differently. And the good news is David took his second chance. Rather than continuing to lie, rather than, than look at Daniel and the, uh, Nathan in the face and lie his way out of it, he faced it and he confessed it to change his way and he, and he, and he came back into the heart of God. I mean, maybe you're here this morning and you're wondering, I would love to have that chance. I want to be back in the heart of God. I've messed things up. I've been lying. I've been concealing it too long. And I don't need to, 
I need to get right with God. Here's, here's what you do. David ultimately confessed. David ultimately confessed. At the bottom of page 163, uh, or you can look in your Bible, uh, Psalms 51. Psalms 51 at the bottom of page 163 is Psalms 51. If you've never read Psalms 51, I invite you to do so. It is powerful. It is powerful. Psalms 51. I'm going to read the first couple of verses, and I'm going to skip down to verse 8. Here's, here's David. Here's, here's your way back into God's heart. Here's your way out of concealment and into confession. David said, have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away my iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. Verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. That's beautiful, folks. David repents and confesses his sins. God grants forgiveness for David. Now, I want to make sure, please don't confuse David escaping God's wrath and, and, and with escaping the earthly uh, consequences of his sins. Those are two different things. God, David received forgiveness of his sin from God, but he, but he still faced the consequences of his sinfulness in this world. As you continue to read chapter 12 or the rest of uh, 2 Samuel, you'll, you, you'll read that David endures all sorts of consequences from this sin. David would bear many scars throughout the remainder of his life. But the beauty is this. God was sustaining through it all. God would love him and care for him. God, it's like standing out of the hot summer sun. And then all of a sudden, the cloud comes over and, and, and you're, you're in the shade for just a little bit. God doesn't remove the heat, but God protects you. God would never let go of David, and God would stop, David would stop hiding his sin, sin and found a hiding place in God. I mean, he, he would write, perhaps you know these words, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Right? Your rod and your your rod and your they comfort me. You can have that type of relationship with God. You can, but all you have to do is, is follow David's example. And then I acknowledge to you my, my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I confess my transgressions to, to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. See, the, the thing that I love most about David is that through it all, he never lost his hallelujah. He never stopped praising God. He, he never stopped to give thanks to God, regardless of, of the desperation of his life, no matter how much, much he messed up in this world. He continued to praise God, and, and, and even if his spirit was broken, he continued to, to sing a hallelujah to God. 
Maybe you've wondered the last couple of weeks. I mean, King Saul sinned, and he lost his throne. King David sinned, and he remains the, the heart of God, the, right? I mean, King Saul messed up, and he was punished. King David messed up. He's still blessed. What's the difference? Let me show you the difference. Saul continued to try to conceal his sinfulness, his arrogance and his pride. He continued to try to conceal his, 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 his sinfulness. But David, David confessed it. David went to God with a broken spirit. And, and David sings a broken hallelujah to God in his brokenness. That's all he had to offer to God, but he, he offered it to God. He said, God, I messed up. I, I, I'm a sinner. Broken, I come to you, and that's all I can offer to you. you see, he not only confessed his sin, he confessed God's power to overcome his sin. You hear that? That's an important part of confession. See, God's strength, God is strongest when we are at our, at our weakest. David covered his sin, but he knew that there was only one who can cover his sin. So in his brokenness, in David's brokenness, he, David wrote, My sacrifice, O God, my sacrifice, all I can give to you right now, O God, is a broken spirit. I am nothing. A broken and contrived heart to you, O God, you will not despise. Did you catch that? D David doesn't offer another victory. He doesn't try to earn his way back to God. In fact, he, he, this man is after God's own heart because he actually offers the opposite. He offers a broken spirit in worship to God. He offers a broken hallelujah. Maybe a broken hallelujah is all you have to offer this morning. God's message to you is, that's, that's all you need. Maybe you'll find it hard to give thanks this, this Thanksgiving. Maybe 2021, maybe life has just beaten you up. Maybe you've turned your back and you've walked away. You've, you've made some big mistakes. Maybe there's just so much in life right now that makes this, this a hard Thanksgiving for you. Let me just invite you to offer a broken hallelujah to God. David found his way back to God through repentance, through confession, and through praise. You can too this morning. Now let us pray. Good and gracious God, I thank you so much for the lessons that we can learn from your story, of how your story continues to us today. And Lord God, you, you've decided to use us to continue to convey this, this beautiful message of love and of hope. Help us to recognize, Lord, that, that no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter how far we've, we've tried to escape you, Lord God, you continue to be there. You continue to welcome us with open arms. You continue to, to Lord God, to for, desire to forgive us. It, 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 if only we will... Acknowledge our sinfulness. Acknowledge our humanness, Lord, and, and, and come to you and, and, and confess our sin and, and, and our desire to simply worship you. Lord God, we love you. Accept us this day. 
as we seek to turn over a new life and to, to be back into your arms, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to see our sinfulness and to worship you in true worship this Thanksgiving. In the blessed name of Jesus, the blessed name of Jesus.